You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 46 of Take a Bow. I'm your host, Eli Tokash, and I am so excited to be with you all again this week. And we're about to dive right into all of it. But before we begin, I just wanted to give uh, some quick shout outs to uh, my dear friends and people who have been associated with this podcast because. We have some exciting news uh, that going on with the industry kind of coming slowly making a comeback. Um, so just wanted to send out my congratulations to my friends, Nikki Torsha, who, if those of you who may or may not know, if you listen to the end of the podcast, we say his name every episode. Um, he made the little intro music and outro music for our podcast. So he's uh, a songwriter and of course he's an actor. He was in Kinky Boots and all of that stuff, but he's now doing TV stuff and he's now a part of the cast of Law and Order Organized Crime, which is the new like spinoff of SVU and he's killing it. There's two episodes out and it's amazing. So for those of you who may or may not have watched it already, I encourage you to keep watching it or go watch it because it's pretty amazing and you'll see Nikki Torsha. I also wanted to send out my congratulations to Aiden Jem, who was in Finding Neverland with me and he is now going to be in the new CW show called Naomi, I believe is the title right now, it may be a working title, but it may just be Naomi. Uh, and it's like a new superhero show on the CW. So I'm so excited to see him in that. And for those of you who listened to the Ian Armitage episode of Take a Bow, he, as you may know, is playing Young Sheldon in Young Sheldon. They just got renewed for three more seasons. I mean, that is so rare. Usually it's like season to season, but they must be doing really well in order for it to be renewed. Kudos to him. I'm so excited for him. I'm so excited for the show. Glad to hear it's doing well. And uh, hopefully we're going to have some more cast members from Young Sheldon on because they have a big Broadway cast. So uh, stay tuned for that. But now let's get into it. So let's get into the news going on in the industry. Uh, Broadway is coming back. And we know this because, as I mentioned last week, theater workers, they're trying to get them all vaccinated. I got my first dose this week. I'm so excited. And something else that happened this week to infer that Broadway is coming back is that it did come back. <laughs> it, it came back for for a little bit uh, with Savion Glover and Nathan Lane at the St. James Theater. Um, it was insane. For anyone who didn't see it, I believe there are videos out there. But I mentioned before in the podcast, you know, these NY Pops Up are doing these incredible things. Um, if you follow them on social media, they will be streaming the performances live. And that's how I watched it. 
Um, I was just in the car on my way to my vaccine, actually watching it. And it, it was awesome. It was awesome to see, I mean, Broadway legends up on a stage again. It was really cool because it was in the St. James Theater. And that's the theater that Frozen was in. And unfortunately, they closed. But uh, it was really cool to see a performance in an empty theater with like no set or anything like that. Uh, it was cool to see people in the audience again. And after they were done with their performance, just to hear applauses and everything like that. It was it was really, really cool. So if you missed that, I encourage you to go check that out because it gives us all hope and it's really cool to see. And speaking of performances, Today Ticks is doing a series of rooftop perform- concert performances uh, and kicking it off was Lauren Patton, star of Jagged Little Pill. Derek Klena also performed this past weekend. And this week, Anna Villafagne and Bradley Gibson will be performing on the rooftop. And this is so cool. I was actually asked to go to the Lauren Patton concert, but I wasn't able to because my grandparents were in town for Easter. But I heard amazing things about it. The friend who invited me, she went and she loved it. She was loving life. She also loved Lauren Patton. And she, she was just telling me about how amazing it was to see a performance again. Although it was outside, it was still great to be able to see our inspirations up on a stage and performing and spreading joy uh, and doing what, you know, what they love to do. And receiving that again was, she said that like, it was the most fulfilling thing uh, that ever could, it was like exactly what she needed. So I'm so excited about that. If you're interested in Anna Villafagne and Bradley Gibson, go check it out because it's really, really amazing what Today Tix is doing. And hopefully due to the success of Lauren Patton and Derek Klena and what I've heard about Anna and Bradley, uh, hopefully they will continue to do well and hopefully they'll extend it and do some more concerts outside. It's really cool. It's a really cool environment. And I'll keep you all updated if anything uh, else comes out about this. So yeah. Show tickets for Broadway shows are now selling tickets for after Labor Day. Uh, not all shows are selling tickets, so just like a PSA there. But Jagged Little Pill and Ain't You Proud, which our guest Jawan Jackson is in, they're both selling, and a couple others, they're all selling tickets to to their show after Labor Day. It's really cool. A lot of people have already bought tickets. My friends have been sending me stuff. I've seen it on Instagram. This is so exciting, everyone. I am so excited for Broadway to come back. I'm so excited to go see a show again. Um, It's going to be really cool to see how it all works. And for those of you who didn't check out that Savion Glover, Nathan Lane, NY pop-up thing, you should check it out because it'll give you all an idea of how they're going to uh, make it all work with the COVID protocols. So it's really cool. Um, some other fun things. There's, I guess, a li- these two are events. So, Girls Five Ever. It's a movie musical that'll be released sometime later this year. Their trailer just dropped. It looks incredible. First of all, I can't wait for another movie musical because I'm actually someone that actually really likes those movie musicals. Um, so I'm interested to see how this is going. And by interested, I mean excited because. It really can't be bad with the cast that they have. Uh, Sarah Bareilles, Renee Elise Goldberry, Ashley Park, and more are going to be in this amazing, amazing movie. It's all about girl power and everything like that. So I'm really excited for this to come out. And I'll keep you all posted for when it's released. It looks really cool. If you are interested, go check that out. It has some amazing people in it. So there's going to be a new event 
that will be benefiting Ellen Stardust Diner, which is the iconic diner that is located in Times Square. It's kind of a big tourist attraction, and it's definitely like a well-known uh, restaurant. It's known for their workers that wait the tables, but also will sing. If you haven't been there, the next time you come to New York, or if you live in New York, go check it out because it's awesome um, and support them because during COVID, they've been really, really affected and they've been hit pretty hard. Um, so they're being almost threatened to shut down. So the Broadway Alive organization has uh, partnered with Ellen Stardust Diner in hosting this event where current and alumni workers and singers of Ellen Stardust Diner will be putting on this virtual cabaret and it's going to be hosted by Matt DeAngelis, Broadway star, uh, and Emily McNamara. And it's going to be featuring Christine Dwyer, Alicia Umphreys, Dana Costello, and so many more. Uh, those are some names that popped out at me. So if you're interested in not only watching that, but also supporting the wonderful diner that has always meant so much to New York. It's meant a lot to Broadway. Uh, it's a great way to uh, get your foot in the door as a performer in New York. Uh, it's where a lot of people get their starts. So go check that out. It's April 18th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's going to be amazing. And it's, like always, supporting a wonderful cause. So that wraps it up about uh, this week's kind of news in the Broadway world. So let's turn it over to the Drama Dictionary before we turn it over to the interview. And for this week's Drama Dictionary, we're going to kind of go off of that Stardust Diner, and but also mix it in with theater. So this week's um, Drama Dictionary is word of the week is going to be apron. And I know what you're thinking. I just talked about a, a restaurant. So there's probably like some cooking and like, you know, you wear this to like not get food on you and all of that. But actually, there's a theater term called apron. And what it is, is it's a section of the stage that like goes into the audience. So if you've ever been to a show and like the center of the stage or uh, the sides of the stage, they like expand and they like knock out some seats. They call that specific part of the stage the apron. And it, it usually like goes into the audience, basically. And it, it's usually like in the center, it's like a circular shape, or it could be the sides in like a triangle shape. Um, so it's really interesting. It Another word for it is four stage. So if you've heard that term, it's the same thing. So it's just like an addition to the stage that expands it to the audience because they needed more space or they just thought it looked cool and it kind of worked for their scenes and whatnot. Um, so that's really cool. <laughs> I thought it was a fun way to tie the two together and also talk about the stage and yeah, what that would be. So that's this week's Drama Dictionary Word of the Week. That's Apron. Everyone, we have two amazing guests this week, and they are. we're going back to interviewing some young adult actors and performers, so I'm really excited about it. So Madeline Jasmaro and Zell Steelmaro, sibling dynamic duo, uh, is joining the podcast this week, and they're going to talk about all things growing up Broadway as well as what it's like to have a sibling on Broadway at a time where you may not be on Broadway. So it's a really cool dynamic that we talked about. Uh, we talked about bullying and a lot of great things. So so without giving too much away, 
let's turn it over to that. So Madeline Jazz and Zell Steel Morrow, curtain up. <laughs> goodness on this week's episode we have yet another dynamic duo tandem and not to mention they are kind of an iconic sibling duo on broadway between the two of them they've combined for three broadway shows three off-broadway shows and each have an obc credit and many other like cabarets and special performances and like movies and all the things so everyone join me in welcoming to take a bow Madeline Jazz and Zell Steel Morrow. Hey. Hello. I'm so excited to have you guys here. I'm so excited Us for this. Too. It's going to be so fun. So let's talk about what kind of started this whole journey that I've kind of alluded to in the intro. Like what kind of got you guys into theater? What started the whole mess that we have gotten ourselves into? <laughs> My fault. Oh, no. Of course it is. Oh, I thank nothing you. Less. Yeah. Um, no, I, my mom owned a dance studio. She taught dance growing up and I basically grew up in this dance studio. And so I was super lucky to have that as my foundation. And I just grew up around dance and music, you know, before I could even <laughs> function. Yeah. And I also, I remember, well, I don't remember this. I was too little, but I went to a lot of community theater productions of a friend of mine. Her name is Amanda. I love you, Amanda. And I would just love watching her on stage. I would love watching it. I was not one of those babies that like cried the whole time during a show. I was very well behaved. And I was just super, uh, I was super, you know, astonished at what I was watching. And so then when I was like three, I think I did my first community theater production. I was in the Jungle Book and I played a wolf and a monkey. Oh my God. <laughs> and I had like wolf <laughs> mannerisms. I would like lick my hand and scratch my ears. Oh. And, <laughs> and that's, and now we're here. Um, No. <laughs> <laughs> and now here we are. We went to a wolf to Broadway. <laughs> yeah, from wolf to Broadway. <laughs> but yeah so I so I did all that in California I was also on like a dance competition team so I was super super involved and then randomly my dance teacher's daughter lived here and she called my mom and was like hey Billy Elliot is having um auditions for the ballet girls like Madeline should come and audition and my mom was like ha you're funny Uh, (laughs) and then but then we were like, no, just kidding. Like, let's make like, a whole trip out of it. We had never been to New York. Let's do it. And then we went and I ended up getting four callbacks for a ballet. Oh, my girl. God. I know. It was crazy. It was my first time and I was shocked. And then I didn't get it. I got cut and I went back home. And then I went in for Annie, as mm-hmm. every little girl in America did. And yes, I got, of course. <laughs> and I got a couple callbacks for Annie. And then I got cut. Um, and each trip, by the way, because we were very poor and we couldn't afford to like continue because we're from, you know, all the way across the country. We couldn't just like come and stay here every single time. We would literally right. yeah, get on the airplane, get here at like six in the morning, like on the red eye. I would go to Starbucks, do my audition at 10, get back on a plane right after the audition and go to school the next day. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I can't. No hotel, no food. <laughs> 
and then yeah. and then Matilda right after Annie, and it was just the same deal. And I got like five callbacks for Matilda, and then I I just got lucky and I booked that one. And then he came along with me, and he was just there the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I I was along for the I came along for the ride. However, that goes. <laughs> I love it. And then like Zell, like for you, did you kind of see your sister? Was it until Matilda that you were kind of like, oh, yeah, this is what I want to do? Or was it before that? Uh, I'd say it's probably before that, uh, because I also like grew up in like the dance studio and everything. And I also like took dance classes from the dance teacher that she had as well. I also took dance classes from my own mom. So that was great. Um, (laughs) Amazing. And yeah, I just saw her performing in like the regional theater productions that we would do. And I just fell in love with that. And he even did some. Yeah. Like he was first, one. <laughs> yeah, I was one when I did no, the oh. show. <laughs> yeah. And oh my God. That's hilarious. I was the elephant bird in uh, Susical. And I wow. out of my little egg and I slid down that slide and I boogied around the stage. As you should. At one years old, some kids can't even walk. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So you guys are all kind of natural performers and, you know, it shows when you guys are both on stage. Um, and, you know, like, I'm just so proud to be your guys' friends. <laughs> um, so, oh, you are. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, my God, this is so silly. We're going to laugh the entire time. <laughs> Me? You guys are coming into the city and then like the main part that you mentioned was going to starbucks before the audition i'm obsessed <laughs> that's true I had to get food. you could have gone somewhere else you had to go to starbucks shame yeah on. exactly <laughs> oh my gosh it's okay i still i still love the story uh kudos for you guys though like you know a lot of kids it's easy to get discouraged especially like when you come to New York like your first time and then like don't book it and then like from getting cut they kind of just stop but you just you kind of kept going and continued to grind and uh find ways to come to the city um it's really cool yeah good for you guys and it definitely I'd say it worked out right I think yeah I think so (laughs) okay as long as we're both on the same page that was like seven years ago right so now you guys have been in the city for like roughly seven years or like is yeah, it that's more about yeah we went we actually went back like a tiny like for almost a year after matilda and then and then he got and then house. i went no let's go back <laughs> and then we just went yeah back. oh my god so you guys actually left like you guys were in new york and then you left and went home to california wow i didn't realize yeah that. that was like the hardest part because not only was i like leaving my show but i was leaving like new york i was leaving the state right. for a period of time that i thought was indefinite but then obviously he was like just kidding <laughs> So then we came back and we haven't left. So then it was Zell's fault that it's continued. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so now we can blame him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so wait, when you were in Matilda, were you like homeschooled or did you go to the school that you ended up like that you were at when Zell was doing Fun Home? No, I was tutored. We had tutors at rehearsals every day. No. We had to have like three hours of tutoring. And I got all of like my books and everything shipped from California at the time. And I was just tutored every day at rehearsal. And then I graduated seventh grade uh, in the basement of the Schubert. I remember. Oh my God. Yeah. And then when it was time for eighth grade, 
I did end up going to a school here for a short period of time, but then I actually, because we moved back, I ended up skipping eighth grade and then just going straight to high school in California. And then when we came back, I went to high school. Oh my God, look yeah, at you. Skipping all of these grades. <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. So as we mentioned already, um, we kind of alluded to it. But Madeline, you kind of brought everyone here because you got to make your Broadway debut in Matilda on Broadway, which is like so exciting, which like was the Annie for like every non-redhead girl. <laughs> so best analogy I've ever heard thank you I mean like it, it was like even for like the guys like if you weren't a redhead like Matilda was it you know yeah. like it was it's just that's just how it was and everyone wanted to be in Matilda when it came and that was like the hype um so so you got to make your Broadway debut in it so kudos to you although Broadway is like completely different from like mm-hmm. any other theater experience ever do you feel like your experience in california doing theater and even dance and everything like that like do you think that helped prepare you for what was to come on broadway oh 100 percent. yeah and dance specifically like it's not really just about like learning choreography dance is about discipline it's about creativity and zell mentioned this earlier too oh, we were yeah. talking like stamina is so important when you're doing a show oh yeah when yeah i know you know <laughs> when you're doing a show and then you have two show days and you have eight show weeks like you need to keep your endurance up um it's a lot of work and so that's what i think dance uh teaches you most but yeah i, I think that doing all of those different types of shows and playing different roles like some I was in the ensembles some of them I was you know had a larger part it just teaches you how to like be in a cast and like work with other people and also just about like being professional and totally you know just like the basic things like what measures are in cheap music and like all of those little things that you kind of are expected to know when you get to this level it's just like really important for sure and then of course like with dance too like a lot of it kind of like you alluded to earlier, people just think you have to like go out and dance, but also like dance is a huge part of storytelling and it's just another form of that. So like doing that, it can almost like, it's really the basics of acting and everything, like all just moving in general. Like if you know how to dance, you can pretty much be successful. At anything. So, so it's cool. And I know both of you are actually like big dancers and kind of like we're dancers first, I guess, before anything else, right? Yeah. 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 I would say so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we grew up in a studio, so it's like what's most comfortable to us. Right. 
So, like, when do you think, like, the whole singing component came to play? Did Well, I did my first show, and I sang in it, but I hadn't taken voice lessons at three. Uh-huh. But it was after that show. I think I was five or six when I, like, took my first voice lesson. And I've had voice lessons, like, every Saturday since I was six years old. <laughs> Even here. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Uh, that's amazing. And Zell, same t- with you? Like, were you kind of like, oh, she's doing voice lessons, so I kind of want to do voice lessons? Yeah, I was just a copycat. She was kind of like the blueprint yeah. that I wanted to be. <laughs> um, so amazing. You would crash my voice lessons. I would. I would. I would go <laughs> in and I would sing my heart out. I'd be like, it's my time to shine. You got you. As you minutes. should. I'll take the last 15. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm just, that makes that's so like Zell, honestly. Yeah, like, I don't know what else is. Like, it's so good. So talking about like how important stamina is and just like vocal like voice lessons and everything like that. Madeline, tell me about the day in the life of a Matilda performer, like being a Matilda, because it's grueling. It was so much. <laughs> yeah. Rehearsals, in terms of rehearsals, um, we would have nine hour days, I would say. And three of those hours would have to, oh two God. or three would have to be a lot of tutoring, I know. So we did tutoring for a little bit, but we had like a different schedule every day. Sometimes it was a big dance day and we would literally dance for six hours straight. Sometimes we had um, vocal rehearsal. We'd learn, you know, the music to the show, and then we put choreography to it. Then once we got to the theater and we we opened, typically what shows do is like they open their show, and then you know you just show up at half hour and you do your show. But they really were very particular in keeping the show really updated, really fresh, super precise, because everything, like it meant something. It was super important, and so I know the kids. We were called almost three hours before the show every single day. (laughs) I know we would have to do, uh, we'd do a really intense physical warm up and a really intense vocal warm up. And then we would do like a meditation type thing, which was really beneficial. Mm -hmm. And then we would do these things called safety checks, which were, we would just like check all of the hazards in the show. And there was like a lot of them. It was like a packet they gave us. (laughs) So we would, like test out the swings and we would try the vault and we would do all these things to just make sure that everything was secure and nobody was getting hurt. And then we would have to like get ready for the show and get dressed and do our hair and mics and everything. So it was a really, really intense process, but everything was like there for a reason. And I think that's why the show ended up being so successful is because we like really took everything into careful consideration. For sure. Yeah. Well, it's crazy. I mean, the, just the thought of like going to a show three hours before, like, I understand like the whole like, you know, there's a lot of safety precautions and everything like that. And it's definitely useful. But like, it's like so rare. And yeah. so like, it's just like mind blowing for like someone who is also like in shows and stuff. And like, I don't know, I, I've never like heard that yeah. before. Like, and when I heard that Matilda people do that, I was like, wow, good for them. And it was like just for us, like even the like the adults would show up like half hour before and we'd have been there for two hours, just like getting notes and well, warming up. The kids are the real star of the show, so the adults can I mean, like come later. <laughs> that is true. Oh my god. So Zell, let's talk about you and let's talk about your Broadway debut. You open 
Fun Home on Broadway. Madeline was kind of a model for you. And so like now you're kind of following in her footsteps. How cool was it to like open a brand new show on Broadway? It was honestly so crazy. It was like such a dream come true because I have been looking forward to do something like that ever since I saw her and Matilda. So Mm -hmm. when I actually like got it, it was just like a huge turning point in my life for me. It was just so crazy and I like really couldn't believe it. I remember when they told me, I ran around the entire dance studio because we were at my mom's dance studio. I ran around and I and I oh ran out God. the door and I was like, I'm gonna be on Broadway. And it was just, <laughs> it was just such a memorable moment for me. And so when opening night happened, it just felt so like surreal and I didn't even believe it. But here's, I was like so scared at first, but as soon as I walked onto the stage and I saw all those people there, I just felt so calm and like, yeah, because that's, that's where I've always wanted to be. And so right. when I finally got there, I felt like so relieved and I was just so happy. For sure. Yeah. And, and I want to, it's interesting that you say that, you know, like with being scared and everything and like, you know, nerves play a big factor in your performance. So do you, you both have been in shows with multiple kids, really. Do you think that having other kids there your age going through the same stuff that you're going through? Do you think that kind of helped with like nerves helped with your enjoyment of being on Broadway? And like, just like, how did that kind of relate to your experience? Yeah, I that's a really great point. And I don't think that's brought up enough when like, you know, we talk about these things, because I think it played a huge role. Because, and I, I know he just said it, and I feel the same way too, you feel like you have so much support right. like when you're on stage. Like, you never really feel alone, which is the goal. <laughs> um, but also, when you're rehearsing and just putting the show together, and you're backstage, it just doesn't even feel like work. It just feels like a fun day hanging out <laughs> with your friends. Um, so, just that aspect behind the scenes can really put you at ease. So, you're not even, like worried about you know what's gonna happen out there oh yeah for sure I mean because I was in Pippin so like I was the only kid really in in the performance and I remember like literally like there wasn't a performance where I wasn't nervous and I remember in Finding Neverland like that first show I wasn't even nervous because you know you just have other people around you and honestly like it's not even like you you do feel supported but at the same time it's like you're not even thinking that you're about to do a performance you're just thinking like oh I'm here with my friends and like we're gonna have fun and we're just playing games and like doing fun things so it's interesting how like just having those people there kind of like help your mind that and stay at ease you know yeah and especially like for you and Pippin like wow you were surrounded by some like crazy people yeah like they were just they could do so much right that's just like intimidating itself that's crazy well and that was the other thing too like you know like you feed off of your castmates and the audience and whatever it may be but like with them you know like they're not like broadway performers and they were like acrobats so like not only were they like they were also nervous that like oh my god what if a trick goes wrong and like what if someone's gonna get hurt like you know like you kind of that energy is kind of put out there and it just adds to your like level of nervousness and you're like oh my god like what is happening (laughs) so it's really interesting just like the yeah like the energy of the room just plays such a huge role on like any performance really and like I feel like your preparation for performance will 
uh, dictate how the rest of your your whole performance goes. So it's interesting how it all works. It's craziness. So Zell, you, uh, well, both of you really, I mean, your Broadway debuts were original Broadway casts. Um, so you guys kind of set somewhat of a blueprint. There was a little one before you with like, you know, off Broadway fun home. And I think London, yeah. Matilda, like all of these things. So, yeah. but like at the same time, you know, you had to like create it for yourself. So like, what was that process like? And how did it, how was it making um, something that was already that had a foundation already how did you make that your own I think because here's the thing fun home has a lot of really mature material and it's a very like mature topic about the entire show but Absolutely. I was so surprised to like know a lot more than I thought I did and then I like felt really mature with it if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it, it obviously helped because everyone in the cast didn't treat us like we were kids. They treated us like equals. That's huge. And so it that just really helped with the entire thing. Yeah, I was also playing a real person. Yeah. Which in my mind, I think is easier because then I have, because like you said, how like we were like kind of a blueprint in a way. Well, that person that I was playing, they were sort of like a blueprint for me. Right. And so I just feel like that was... Like that really helped me learn my character and learn how I wanted to play that character. For sure. Yeah. 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 And what about you, Madeline? Well, the the entire creative team from London, they all came over. Everybody was so involved and hands on. Yeah. They came over and they spent the entire rehearsal process with us and some of previews. So we had a lot of Brits screaming in our faces (laughs) about what they wanted us to do. No, it was great. But yeah, so so we had all of that help. So it didn't really feel like we, I don't think I ever felt lost or confused about like where the scene was going, where my character was going or what was supposed to happen in terms of storytelling. Like they were super helpful in that. So Yeah, well that's awesome. I mean, both of you also like, you know, in your cast and everything like that, you guys have had some really experienced cast members to share the stage with. I mean, Michael Cerverus, Chris Sieber, like all of these people um, who Taylor Trench and like all mm-hmm. these people, um, you know, they're, they're huge for like someone who, who is for a show of any sort that is trying to create and figure out what this show and this story that we're trying to uh, tell uh, what it kind of is. So it's awesome to have those type of people, a part of your company to kind of like mold everything together. So Zell, now we have to talk about some Harry Potter stuff because Harry Potter has like, Oh oh my God, I know you're so excited. Harry Potter has such a passionate and loyal fan base. Like, First of all, first of all, were you a fan of the books before you before you found out that you were going to do it? Definitely. I I loved the books so much. I remember, I remember specifically when I first started reading the books, I got the entire series from Barnes and Noble. It was beautiful. Amazing. I, I was reading Harry Potter and I remember my mom guiding me down the street, like when I was crossing the street in front of cars because my face was glued like my eyes were just glued to the pages. Like I didn't want to look oh up. I was just reading the entire thing. I fell in love with the books as soon as I started reading them. It was amazing. <laughs> oh my god. It was like destined, you know? Like it was totally yeah. meant to be. I love that. 
Um, so, you know, playing, like I said, like Harry Potter is massive. Like everyone knows what Harry Potter is. Um, so like playing such a famous character, like the younger version of Harry Potter, did that ever like phase you before performance? Like, did you kind of like think it was a pretty big deal or did you kind of treat it as though like, oh, you know, like it's just me. I got to go out and do my thing. I don't know. Like, how did you handle all of that? Harry Potter is such a famous character in so many different aspects, like for people who are adults, for children, for everyone. Mm -hmm. And so to play that role and to live up to that character, it was definitely a challenge in a way. But since I already knew that character so much from like reading the books, like growing up, it felt like it was, it's not nostalgic. You know what I mean though? It's like, like do something like, and then years after you go back to it, you're like, oh, like, and then you like remember and look back on it and you get that feeling. So that is nostalgia. Okay. Yeah. 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 You're good. <laughs> oh my Thank God. you for so, defining nostalgia. Okay. I get it. Oh my so God. it was just so, yeah. I just, it was nostalgia. It was nostalgia. Amazing. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. Um, Did you like go back and read the books again when you got like cast or did you kind of just like. Oh, I know what this is. I definitely reread the books like so many times. Uh, I remember back like when like trying to learn the part, I did reread the books. I was like, ooh. <laughs> and I like tried to look for new things that I didn't like know the last time. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I was so focused on the storyline and didn't really pay attention to like the really, really minor details that I may have missed the first time. Right. So when I reread it again, I was like, oh, I missed that. Mm. And yeah, I remember specifically that in that in the book in the book in harry potter and the sorcerer's stone professor mcgonagall said in in the book she said as the password for dumbledore's office she said uh lemon drop uh-huh. but in the movie she says lemon squeeze oh my god yeah good catch yeah <laughs> i don't know why i remember that it's like the one thing the one minor detail that I remembered. So. so for your character preparation, like, did you find it was easier to, like, prep from reading the books? Or did you find it was easier to, like, watch the movies and stuff like that? I feel like both definitely really helped me uh-huh. out. I feel like it was, there wasn't really one that helped me out more than the other because both of them had a certain aspect because Daniel Radcliffe is such, a king. like, an amazing person. <laughs> <laughs> and, like... I, I look up to him. He's such an amazing actor and everything. So I wanted to learn that Harry Potter, but I also wanted to learn the original book Harry Potter because some people read the books and not the movies and some people do it vice versa. So I wanted to incorporate both in that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a really good way to look at it and a really good way to put it. I have to ask, what house are you guys? I'm a Hufflepuff. I'm a Ravenclaw. <laughs> what are you? I'm a Hufflepuff. Yes! No. Uh, oh, Let's go. Oh my god. I just I'm sorry to scream. I'm sorry. But in your face. I'm sorry. That was too good. You guys really like got really excited because I Madeline, we are similar. We are not that similar. Don't worry. No, Hufflepuff's all the way. I feel like you know what? That makes so much sense. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my God. I knew we would get a kick out of that, that question. So Zell, I mean, I don't mean to like take away from this amazing moment that we're currently having, but you were scheduled to have your final bow 
on the Sunday of the week that Broadway shut down. Therefore, you really didn't have your real final bow. So like, what was your reaction when you heard that you you had taken your final bow without even like knowing that you took your final bow? So this is actually a really funny story. Well, it's not funny because obviously like, <laughs> this is a very sad moment. <laughs> I but it's kind of interesting how this happened. Like we knew that the virus was spreading and it was getting like worse and worse by the day. And on my second to last show, which was Wednesday, and then everything shut down on Thursday. um, So my mom was like, this actually might be your last show. Things are getting worse. And so she bought tickets for her and my sister, Madeline. Why did I say my sister? You're right here. (laughs) (laughs) So she bought tickets for, um, for the two of them. And we treated it as if it were my final show. We did. Because, um, so I just tried to soak it all in and just really live in that moment. So, wow. and then when I found out the next day, like on Thursday, I was like, yeah, I was like already sort of prepared for that to happen. Mm-hmm. So if I, if I wasn't prepared, I would have sobbed down on the, on the concrete, on the street, on my way home from school. But since I like knew it was definitely, I took it a lot better. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's still there were still some like tough emotions there, but that's really great that yeah. you like kind of, you know, treated it as your final performance, you know, your family was able to be there. Uh it, it always makes it better when like, you know, you kind of prepare and like you're able to share those moments with your loved ones and everything yeah. like that. That's so cool. Mom instincts are like always right on. I don't know, like they have like a special thing that like moms always know i don't know what it is she uh, knew i know I mean, she was like i got the tickets I got them. good for her i mean those are hard tickets to get like i can't believe she was just able to like get the tickets. I know. <laughs> that's awesome but like hey it worked out that's amazing now you were scheduled to take your final bow because you were leaving harry potter because you were going to go be a star in another show and you were going to be in Assassins, which obviously got postponed due to COVID if you didn't catch on to that already. But how did you deal with like all of these things that were coming out? I mean, you were supposed to record for the sack lunch bunch again. The The final vow didn't happen. This was kind of like taken away from you. Like, how did you deal with all of this kind of being shut down? Well, obviously it was such like a drastic change mm-hmm. from like being on Broadway one day to literally being stuck in bed yeah. next. Right. <laughs> like not being able to leave the apartment. So it was obviously so crazy. But I found ways to stay creative and stay like positive about the entire situation. Like I got together with some of the fun home kids like Sydney, Oscar, Gabby. Aww. And we like did stuff for Broadway Cares and we would like sing songs and raise money. And so we did that as a way to sort of like keep working and keep the theater business thing. Yeah. (laughs) Right. You know, keep those creative juices flowing, keep the magic theater, all of that stuff. Well, that's really great. I mean, it seems like it's been, that has been really like one thing, like, that's really positive about the whole thing in the theater world is just how everyone has kind of come together and like, you know, just continue to create art to like keep that alive. It's been really cool to see. And Madeline, you're, you're making songs. I know, I know (laughs) this was actually a thought, like this was going to be a thing before COVID happened. And then it kind of just like 
you know, like took a curve. Oh my god! So it was so perfect. Yeah, it was like it, it really timed out really well. But like, I kind of like everything had to be adjusted because everything was like in place, and then it like totally like took a turn because we were like, oh, now we have to do it as because of COVID. Yeah. Like you know, like it's crazy. Um, but it's worked out, and like hopefully it'll continue. So we'll see. Broadway's hopefully coming back super soon. Yeah. So Zell, you also like obviously you both have like just love theater you know like we all do otherwise we wouldn't be on this podcast right now um but zell you have like an undying love for spongebob the musical like you literally loved it and you were going to be in assassins with ethan slater like with spongebob come on like how excited were you to wait how many times you saw spongebob okay okay how many times no you ask him the question fine okay all right i'll take your job take it over um how many times did you see spongebob zell um if you take the number three and multiply that by another three that makes nine (laughs) um i know i'm a math genius and so i saw uh, the musical nine times (laughs) oh my god i'm a that's amazing and this was is this like was that during harry potter or like no like yes yeah it was really <laughs> oh my god that's crazy yeah. <laughs> yeah it was and you still never missed a show <laughs> i never missed a show yeah, yeah and it. here's the thing we had mondays and tuesdays off oh, for harry potter right. so we got to see like all the shows on tuesdays it was like the day that we could like see shows because it was a tuesday because <laughs> uh, Broadway's always off on Monday, and yeah. It is? I didn't know that. That's so No, I'm saying it. No, I didn't. No. I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just poking fun with you, Zach. But th- that's insane. I love that, though. Like, that is, like, one of the biggest regrets that I have. Like, because during Finding Neverland, Fun Home was going on, and so I never got to see Fun Home. Like once. Oh my god! Yeah, that's funny because I got to yeah, see. We, yeah, we got to see. Them. Yeah, so because, that's, that's kind of that's because kind of your show was like an hour long. No, excuses. <laughs> it was an excuses. hour and a half. To be yeah. honest, so. an hour and a half. My bad. I'm so sorry. But let's go back to SpongeBob. <laughs> we gotta okay. change the topic. <laughs> um, you both. <laughs> Yeah, okay, divert the conversation, I guess. You know what? I will. So, anyways, before you rudely interrupted Madeline, how excited were you to work with SpongeBob himself? I died. (laughs) Yeah, like, what was that reaction? um, He was in it. Okay, when I found out, because I auditioned for it. And when I found out that he was in it after I auditioned for it, I was like, oh my God, I better get this. And so when I actually got it, I like screamed. Oh my God. And it was just, it was such a crazy like experience for me because like I was going to be able to do something after Harry Potter because like I didn't have anything played after Harry Potter and it was so weird. This is before COVID struck. Of course. So um, I did not know what was going to happen. Um, and so I was so excited to be able to work with someone who is amazing. He's literally like my idol. Yeah. He is such an amazing actor, just a person in general. He's like an amazing musician, everything. Yes. Because 
like when I went to the Broadway flea market, I saw him there and James Snyder, who plays the adult version of Harry Potter, he was sitting at the panel right next to him. No way. And he knew how much I loved Ethan Slater. So he got him, he got Ethan to get off of the panel and like come down and say hi to me. And he was just so nice. And I was just so happy. Oh, that's awesome. Like see him. It was just amazing. And I remember when he followed me on Instagram, I screamed (laughs) and ran around the apartment for a good like five minutes. He did. I have a video of it. Oh my God. This this whole screaming and running around the apartment, like it seems like a whole trend you got going on. Yeah, the neighbors hate us. The neighbors hate us. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. But honestly, that's so cool. And we always used to like joke around with you like when you went through that whole Harry Potter phase about how you should always like you should one day like play his son or like a mini me version of him because like you guys totally look alike it could totally happen yeah for like is that like a dream role that you have like if you had a dream role like would it be to be with ethan slater or would it be with madeline that's the question oh that is so rude oh i'm so sorry i'm just kidding kidding. okay no Okay, I'm gonna be it's nice. Awesome. I'm gonna be nice. The obvious choice <laughs> would be Ethan Slater. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> Amazing. No. It's been okay. Fine. It's okay. We whatever. all know the real you answer. No, I would I... die to be in a show with you. So. I, yeah, I know. I would. I would. That's literally my dream. Is to. It doesn't even have mm-hmm. to be a Broadway show. It could be the film. Like literally, I just want to work with this kid. That's that. Meaning... So, have you guys yeah. ever worked? with each other before like on the same project um we did like community theater regional productions in okay. california together a few of them but nothing like nothing here and nothing like broadway or professional or anything so but that's the goal that's the goal <laughs> that's the goal okay i'm we're gonna make it happen we're putting it out into the universe whoever's yeah, listening well, to this you. you know producer show have madeline and Dell. oh my god that's amazing I always, I've always wondered that. I was like, I bet they want to work with each other. Like, that'd be so cool. You guys have, like, the best relationship. Would you guys want to play, like, siblings or would you want to play, like, friends or, like, something else? Or what, does it even matter? I don't think it matters. I don't think that it matters. Yeah. Something with her. Okay, fair I, enough. We could hate each other for all the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Great answer. Great answer. Yeah. You guys are going to play, like, enemies. I love it. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. So, okay. Oh, by the way, speaking of this adorable relationship that you guys have, Zell, I kind of dug up some dirt and Zell 
and it told me that you guys have kind of like this cute nighttime routine that you guys like to do. And I love to yes. hear about it. Yes. <laughs> I need to hear about it. Okay, so Zell and I share a room. Uh-huh. So, which yeah. is like a recipe for disaster. <laughs> That's the real reason you're yeah. not yeah. Basically, she falls asleep like earlier than me every single night because she's I- old. Most nights. Okay. Why does that make me sound old? No, but you are. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Basically, I spend like a lot of the night talking to my friends and just like playing video games with them because amazing. I'm a good boy. <laughs> and basically, basically, whenever I go to bed, she's always. Whenever I go to bed, she's sorry. Most of the time, she's asleep, mm-hmm. and so what I do is I always, like, kneel right next to her bed, and I go, Madeline, Madeline, I'm going to bed now. And I, like, whisper to her. And here's the thing. Most of the time when she wakes up, she goes, <gasps> like, she's, like, having flashbacks from war or something. I don't know what oh it is. Oh, my God. Because you startle me. I don't startle you. I, I'm sleeping. I was whispering, and I go, Madeline, I wasn't even touching you. I, no, I but he, even, like, like shake no, but your he shoulder. gets like in my face, and we we have to say goodnight to each other. That's our deal. Yeah. And he and he like requires me to remember the moment he <laughs> says goodnight, even if I am asleep. He'll oh be like, God. "Are you gonna remember this? You better remember this." Oh How am I gonna remember? I'm asleep. Right. I remember right, my mom was still up, and I said, "Mom, mom, she said she'll remember." <laughs> Oh my god. Sometimes I say I will remember and then I don't remember. She always that. forgets some days. You always forget. You okay, always. I always forget. So one time, no joke. One time I woke up and he comes over to my bed and he's like, Look, I have a video to show you. Oh my god. And it's a video of me asleep and he is saying, like, look, I have it on video. You have to remember. Oh my god. I'm like, Fully unconscious, being no, like, no, because get out. You're like, okay, like that's incredible. Was yeah. Okay, that means nothing. It means nothing, but it's a it's a great story. Okay, I have to like say not to give any ideas. So like Madeline, like put like earmuffs on or something. Zell, you have to try like the old like shaving cream with like a feather and see like what happens. Yes, (laughs) I'm so sorry, and and I need the video. I I expect proof. I expect a video. You're pushing this friendship a little far on this. Here, I'll I'll send it to you. So sorry. Listen, this is what happens. You guys agreed to this. You know you know how this is you know how this goes hey we didn't sign anything <laughs> not yet oh my god we can make a run for it <laughs> okay we'll get back on track we'll get back on track okay uh you guys did a video called i have a voice and a bunch of broadway kids kind of came together and uh it kind of you know it was to raise awareness and kind of shine a light on the victims of bullying so that was back in 2016 so like i know like you guys haven't like worked before like with each other before on that so what was that like that is true. Yeah. That is point yeah oh my god that's what i'm here for um see now you want to stay um <laughs> so what was that kind of like what did that mean to you guys like how important i mean zell i i don't 
I don't mean to like share your business, but like, I know you have had some experience in like all of that. Um, so like, what did that mean to you to do that and kind of stand up for those who are, go through that? I also, I don't mind if you share it. Okay. I, about it now. I know you're pretty vocal about it on the Instagram. <laughs> oh yeah. Just, just look on my Instagram. I was thrown in a trash can. It was very fun. At school. And this is the yeah. same school that Madeline That's and cool. I went to. And so like, we're not, not happy about this right now. <laughs> not happy. Uh-huh. <laughs> By three teenage boys, all older and stronger and taller than me, <laughs> might I add. Great. <laughs> but yeah. I feel like it's so important to spread awareness about bullying because people have to go through this on a daily basis, whether it be mm-hmm. in person or just cyberbullying, which is just as worse. It's terrible. Like it can lead to so many horrible things. So for me to make that video and for me to spread awareness about that, I just felt so happy to be trying to do my part and to try to spread awareness about this really serious issue that a lot of people do have to go through. Right. And I just felt like it's really necessary to get the word out there. Especially in like, I don't know why, but like, especially in the performing arts industry, like there's a lot of like bullying and not like towards each other, but like outsiders who like watch performing arts yeah. and like know that you do that. And like, I don't know why, but like people just try to put you down because you're a performer. And I don't understand. I've never understood that. Yeah, it's like a jealousy, almost like competitive nature that totally. people have against each other. Yeah, it's like super. Um, it's also hostile. a bit of fragile masculinity for like the men. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. Is so, because so yeah. um, it is a lot of like you know your quote unquote jocks that uh, end up doing mm-hmm. the majority of this. Yes, I know. Yeah. I'm getting a little, a little um, too too into it here, but. Um, <laughs> Yes, I, I'm saying I understand. We're getting too Yeah, I, I, <laughs> this is supposed to be light, but like, it, it's not working. Yeah, so like it, it's so important. Like my public policy right now, you guys know what that is. You go to my school. Um, That's what my – Oh, my God. It, yeah. Right now? Yeah, oh, my God. Not happy about oh it. Oh, my God. What is it? It's on like mental health in the performing arts, and it's like a lot to do with like you know how the the statistics of bullying in when you're a performer and you're in the industry, and it's a lot about how you know even when even like people you don't know like the media who come to review your shows and you're like oh they're not good it's not gonna make it and stuff like that like it's like that's not what our industry is about and I've always have been so confused about why that's the case and why more people don't lift each other up. And uh, so that's what my policy is about without getting too much into it. I don't know when I saw this and I remembered that, I mean, this was a long time ago, but I remembered it because it always stuck out to me um, and it meant a lot to me. And so I I had to bring it up uh, because, you know, everyone, I feel like everyone has had a moment in time where they've been a victim of bullying in one shape or form it may not have been like really bullying but like you could have felt it you know like everyone has their own um perspectives on things so it's definitely something important and just to see like a bunch of broadway kids and like you guys my friends and everything come together to raise awareness and kind of speak out about it it was really cool to see and i definitely wanted to ask you guys about it um but yeah so (laughs) you guys have like constantly been working like ever since like you know Matilda really like you may have had that one year break but that's kind of it 
in the past like seven years. Um, one of the two of you have been working and like even now, like it's COVID. So like Broadway's not running, but like Madeline, you're working and you're going to do a short film. So like there's always something in the Morrow household. Yeah. Um, how, how, what has that been like to, you know, have siblings that kind of do the same thing? I mean, your poor mother is running everywhere with at least one of you. Uh, like how do you just like deal with all of that? She, she's great. Yeah. Um, no, she, we're, I think we're such a good team. We're organized. Yeah. That's we amazing. are on top of it. We, yeah, I think that when we moved back, I was turning 15. I was getting older. So I started taking myself to, you know, my own auditions, but um, obviously he still needed to be taken. So, I mean, it was a little easier because I I was a little bit more independent because of our age difference, but no, we're a really great team. Like there were been many times where my mom was at work and I, you know, I had to pick him up from the theater or drop him off or feed him. Yeah. <laughs> it also helps that we're like right in the heart of literally everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're very so, lucky to live close. To yeah. Him. I yeah. So, like we can just like walk to the theater and right. we'll be there on time. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like leave five minutes before your call. And like, yes, like, yeah. oh my God. that's the best <laughs> Matilda. And then you get there three hours before. <laughs> oh, right. right. Uh, um, but no, seriously, I totally get that. Cause when I moved to the city, I moved to like 47th street and like ninth Avenue. And it was like, it was so easy. Like everything. Glorious. Yeah. It, it's a dream. So I totally get that. And like huge pro. And now thankfully, like, obviously, like maybe not yet, but like, at least both of you now are kind of getting older and you guys will be able to like, do more things, you know, help each other out. Um, I know Madeline, like you were also like playing the role of his mom a lot too. You know, you, you're a good big sister and you take him to his call and everything like that. And you guys worked at like the same place yeah. for, for a lot of it. You guys both worked at Harry Potter. So that was probably helpful. I know. Yeah. I yeah. That's so funny. That's I think- so close. That's so close to what our dream is. We were we so were close. So close. Right. If only I was like in the show. <laughs> yeah. Right. I tried. I would hang out backstage. Yeah, though. we would hang out backstage though. Oh my god. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. It it was as if you were in the show. Yeah. Oh my god. That's he awesome. would bring me like he like brought me fruit one time. Remember? Oh got my god! Fruit? I I like forgot a, fruit somewhere, and then he got it for me. It was and like, then I made a video with Auto. Oh my god! Okay, and it was that, my first that, season. Okay, that's a whole different. Yeah. Story. So Carry for those on. of you who like don't know, Madeline was working in the Harry Potter like merch store that they have at their theater while Zell was in Harry yeah. Potter. So they were both like working in the same building. So. They have worked together. I'm like reminding them. They don't even know it, but. <laughs> well, thank you for reminding us of the events of our life. We've forgotten. I mean, like, I'm I'm happy. Like, that's what I'm here for. I, I'm like a really good friend. I think that's all that like that has to say. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so like. Both the words in my mouth. <laughs> wow. Okay. There's no need to throw shade. There's no need. But we talked a lot about how we've gone to like the same school. We go to a performing arts school. Do you think like for those for those listening who are like aspiring actors, uh, would you recommend them to go to performing arts school or like like how has it benefited you guys? Yeah, I think I would recommend it to anybody. I think that um I said definitely. (laughs) Like, yeah, you get to do performing arts and academics, you know, in one 
curriculum, which is great. But I think it's more about like the energy of, of a performing arts school. You know, it's just super creative. And I think, I mean, unless you're being thrown in the trash can, um, right. it's super like warm and everybody is the like trash really. trash can was warm. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god oh my god I, that's like tmi that is TMI. Oh, yeah. i thought you said there was paper in there no it was i was i was adding on to what were you saying right i know i know it was a joke i know that was really, really good supportive i don't even know what i'm saying so <laughs> no but like it makes sense because like you know we're all kind of doing the same thing it's as if like we talked about earlier you know like having that support there who um, like exactly. when you're in a show with a bunch of kids, you know, like they're all kind of going through what you're going through and you're all have the same like yeah, interests I mean, for the most part and, and like all of that. So it's yeah. definitely like great to and have being that supportive community sometimes. Yeah. And then that and in like classes too, like academics, you know, we incorporate the performing arts into it. So it's not just like sitting in a math class, or sitting in a history class, right? you know, and staring at a board for two hours. You know, we like we sing, we, we you know, create skits and we we kind of take it up a notch in a sense so that For sure. you know it's just a lot more fun being surrounded by people who have the same interests as you especially doing theater because like like you said before people get bullied for liking theater and I had to go through that when I went to an elementary school like I remember mm. I literally was being pushed around the courtyard while they screamed yeah. at me because of theater it was ridiculous and so to go to a place where people where I didn't have to be afraid for like what I liked to do. It just was right. a relief for me. And I just felt so lucky to be able to have that experience. And I definitely recommend going to a performing arts school if you're ever considering it, because it's just yeah, for sure. so much more welcoming than a regular school, <laughs> at least in yeah, my Yeah, and, and you, like, not only do you, will you get that support and you'll, like, meet new people that you necessarily wouldn't have, um, it's also great. They teach you a lot about your craft that you know like your voice your acting your dancing everything they'll improve everything it also is like it does teach you like when you go to a performing arts school you know they treat it as if it is a professional environment and they do treat it as if like you know this is this is what we want to do. So they try to prepare us for like the future. Like that's what school is for. So there's a lot of benefits that go into going to a performing arts school. So if you are considering it, like Zell said, uh, definitely consider that. Well, with that being said, like, thank you guys so much for coming on. This was a blast. Um, I hope you guys had fun. But yeah, this has been great. You guys, I love hearing your story. And I love hearing what you guys all had to say. For those of you listening, if you guys are like a producer or whatever, you know, hire me, hire Madeline, hire Zell, you know, do all the things and we're going to all be in one show <laughs> together and it's going to happen one day. Hire us all together. Yeah, right. All together. Oh Package my God. deal. Thank you guys for doing this and uh, we'll do this soon. We'll do it again. Bye everyone. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. Take a bow, Madeline Jazz and Zell Steel Morrow. Oh my goodness. I was so excited to be able to talk to them. They are so fun to talk to. I was glad to bring on some kids again. Not that they're kids. We're all kind of kids. and uh, But young adult performers. And just to talk to them about their experience uh, was really cool. Um, I think we all know what Zell's 
favorite part of that interview was it was probably either uh, Ethan Slater or talking about Harry Potter. Regardless, it was a blast. And I just love what they had to say. I mean, they talked a lot about um, the sibling on Broadway dynamic and just like what they had to do to take each other, like figure out how to manage call times and auditions and everything. And, you know, like as two kids needing to be in a bunch of different places at once, like it it was probably definitely very tricky. So just hearing how that all worked and how they've had to work together as a team, as a family. And it's just really cool to to hear about and uh, see how that all worked. And I love what they had to say about bullying in the performing arts industry and everything like that. I think it meant a lot to me to talk about that. And I'm hopefully uh, you all learned a lot about that and can continue to have conversations like that. Talking to Zell was actually also really cool to me. I mean, it's not cool, but like, it's unfortunate what had to happen, but it was just interesting to hear from someone that was, working a lot and had a lot of uh, projects kind of in the works before COVID had hit. And the fact that he was on Broadway when it was shut down and all of these things, like uh, it was really cool for me to talk to him about that and kind of hear his experience and how he dealt with that. So it was a really great episode and I enjoyed it so much. And a fun fact about how they kind of like lived in New York they moved here and the three of them, Zell, Madeline, and their mother, they all lived in this studio apartment for like the longest time. And they just recently moved into a one bedroom. So Madeline and Zell, you know, they have their room and then the mom sleeps in the living room and everything like that. And it reminded me of my experience. So after analyzing Madeline and Zell's experience in the entertainment industry, I'll talk about my experience in the entertainment industry. So let's turn it over to the Triple E segment, Eli's entertainment experience. I'll never forget it. When I moved to New York, there's a lot of sacrifices that need to be made. Both of our families, in a way, we both had to move from different states and leave some family behind and everything like that. And, you know, coming from somewhere that you have a house in and everything like that to a place like New York, that's super expensive. You you know, my, my dad had to quit his job and everything. And I'm sure their mom had to do the same. And then to come to here with super expensive rent and everything, it, it, it gets challenging. So when I first moved to New York, I was living in this like studio apartment that was literally a closet, the kitchen, the bathroom, and the living room and bedroom were all one room. It was insane it was on 47th street and it it was honestly like a highlight of my experience for me because it made the whole thing just fun like in a lot of ways like you can just it's like a weird situation to be put in that you're living in this small like house with no privacy with your parent um especially like going through puberty and everything at the same time like it's a lot and you just have to like make the most of it because like they've given up so much for us and you just have to look at it as a positive way and and just make the most of what's in front of you. So my dad and I lived in this small, small apartment and like I'm telling you, we lived on in 1A on 47th Street in between 9th and 10th and we smelt 
everything that the street was smelling through our air conditioning and our closed windows that were never really closed. Um, the air was always freezing and the smells and everything. Uh, it was crazy. And the amount of like cockroaches that would like run across the floor and the rats that we would hear in our walls. And like, it, it was just, it's crazy. It's crazy what people do to just continue their dreams, you know? So just hearing about, you know, their lifestyle and how they lived and how they share a room and everything like that. Like it reminded me of um, the time where I moved to New York and slowly but surely we have now, I've literally gone through every tier of an apartment. So like studio to one bedroom, to two bedroom, to three bedroom. Um, so it's really interesting. And slowly but surely, seven years later, um, here we are in a three bedroom apartment and I get to share a room with my brother still. I've never had my own room. And uh, yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at. And it's it's just so fun. That's why you see these bunk beds for the Patreons who watch this video or for anyone who follows along on Instagram and sees those clips. But it's always fun. And, you know, you just make the most with what you're given. You, your family sacrifices so much for you to not only like if you come from away, but also like if you live in New York, they still like they take you everywhere. They take you on any audition they you need to go to. You know, they get out of work early so you can make your call time. Like you, they do all of these crazy things for you just to live out your dreams and hopefully um, have a career in the business. So it's hard for you to like complain, you know, as the person that everyone is supporting you and just trying to make everything work. It's hard for you as a person who who's going through all of that, just uh, complain and take it as a bad way. So I've tried to be super thankful and stayed super positive throughout my experiences in moving to New York in a tiny studio apartment. And I'm sure like, that's relatable to like, everyone who's like not from New York. And, and even if they want to be a performer or not, like, I'm sure that's relatable that everyone starts out in these like tiny, tiny apartments and you know, they just try to make the most of it. Um, it's really fun. And it's literally like my dad and I were like roommates, like college, like we were like dorm mates. Like, I don't know. It was just, it was fun. And uh, it really helped our relationship. Um, I, I'm closer to my dad than pretty much anyone really. And it, it's just, it's been a blast. And uh, I, I, it was crazy at the time but like at the same time I would do anything to go back to that it was just it was a blast but anyway that's enough about my rambling and my first apartment but you know moving to New York isn't really all that glamorous as people may think it is so it's definitely something to think about and uh, just to have that prior knowledge I think would definitely help a lot of people so yeah there, there it was. So let's talk about some news going on this week. As I mentioned earlier, Ellen Stardust Diner will be having a virtual benefit concert. So please go check that out on April 18th at 7 p.m. I'll remind you all next week uh, because I will have another episode before that airs. Uh, but I definitely want to push that on onto everyone because if you can make that, it's a really important thing to um, help out and donate to and support. So so there's two events that I'm really, really excited about, and I hope that you all will tune into them. This week, Monday, April 12th, Arts for Autism is going to be hosting a 
wonderful uh, live stream kind of cabaret, virtual cabaret, as all of these fun events have been. And it's going to be featuring some of our favorite Broadway stars. And when I say favorite, I mean it, because we're going to have Tony Award winner Kelly O'Hara, who was a guest on Take a Bow. Uh, we're going to have Jackie Burns, Adam Jacobs, Elizabeth Stanley, and so many more. Uh, and what they're going to be doing is they're going to be performing and they're going to be spreading awareness and inspire compassion and kindness um, and understanding for those affected by autism. It's free. It's a free concert. So check it out. It's Monday, April 12th at 730. Um, it's free. So, I mean, just check it out. It's Go to artsforautism.net. And uh, you can, they have a link for your tickets and it's a free thing. So you do have to reserve a ticket, but it's free. So go check it out April 12th at 7.30. Support autism and see your favorite Broadway Broadway celebrities. Another really cool event that is going to be happening is this new event. Arts for Autism is a reoccurring event that usually happens like every year, once a year. Uh, but this one has happened through COVID, and it's Remember Broadway? Question mark 2.0 because it's their second installment. Um, but this is gonna be so fun. It's an interactive Zoom party uh, that's gonna be like games and like Broadway trivia and like live performance from Broadway stars. So like these stars will be playing games with you. Um, it's going to be Eden Espinosa, Matt DeAngelis. I know talking a lot about Matt DeAngelis today, which is Christine Dwyer's husband who was on our show. So he's awesome. He was in Waitress and Hair and all those fun things. Um, Mary-Kate Morrissey, Jelani Remy, Demarius R. Copes, who was in Hamilton. This is going to be a $40 event that you will be able to play games and do some Broadway trivia and all the fun things with your favorite Broadway celebrities. Um, but here's the thing. It's also on April 12th at 7. Okay, so... It's from 7 to 8.30, so maybe after this you can go over to Arts for Autism. I don't know uh, necessarily how long the Arts for Autism is going to be. It just says at 7.30 it starts, um, but we'll see. I would recommend going to Arts for Autism. It, they have an incredible lineup. Uh, it, you're going to be supporting autism, and you're going to be learning a lot, and it's free. But if you do want to have an interactive experience uh, and play some games and you're willing to pay $40, um, go for it. I'm not going to hold you back. Um, I will probably be at Arts for Autism. Um, so, yeah, I, I hope that everyone participates in these fun events that are happening this week. And um, with that being said, I'll see you next week for another event that's going to be happening. And then, and that's the 47th episode of take about, you know how it is. Um, so that's going to be Thursday as you know. Um, and yeah, I can't wait to see you all then. And until then, I hope you all have a wonderful week and thank you for your continued support and listening to these episodes. Bye everyone. For this episode's curtain call, I would like to recognize a few people who also deserve to take a bow. This podcast would not be possible without the help from Dory Berenstein, Brittany Bigelow, Katie Rosen, Alan Seals, and the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Next in line to take a bow is Tessie Tokash, who edits the audio and all the visuals for this podcast. A special thanks to patrons Brian Thompson, Pat McNamara, the listeners at PCC, as well as all of the other patrons for their continued support. If you're interested in becoming a patron, go to patreon.com slash TAB. 
And if you enjoyed this week's episode, don't forget to subscribe on the platform that you're currently listening to this on. Also, feel free to give us a follow on Instagram at TakeAboutPodcast. TakeAbout's logo is designed by Giselle Bustos, and the music is by Nikki Torsha and Cormac Collinon. Bye, everyone. Hope to see you next week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.